Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Mindset to Mastery, the podcast. My name is Keisha A. Rivers. I am your host and president and chief outcome facilitator of the CARS Group, where we facilitate outcomes by equipping people to embrace and manage change. And um, I did a podcast episode a couple of weeks ago where I wanted just to have a personal kind of, I guess, mic side chat. Um, and let's really just talk about racism. And, you know, there are some things I didn't understand and I wanted to really kind of share my thoughts and, and where I was and, and what I was processing as a black woman in the U.S. Um, in light of everything that was going on, uh, you know, social justice issues, diversity, equity and belonging issues, um, which is part of the work that I do engagement issues, um, you know, the political climate that we're in, battling a global pandemic and, and, and COVID. And, and, and since that time, you know, all of this was capped off and, and you know, kind of set off by the, the video of George Floyd being murdered at the hands and really under the knee of uh, police officers in, in Minnesota. Um, and a few days ago, there was a police shooting of a black man, Jacob Blake, who was uh, apparently, you know, called to, he was trying to break up a, a fight. Police were called because of a domestic disturbance. I don't know all the details of, of what happened, but there was video of the police following him with guns drawn back to his SUV. Um, and he attempted to get into the car, I guess, to leave. And this was, um, this is where it, it, it goes sideways. Um, the police officers had one, had one hand on him, you know, pulling on his t-shirt. And when he opened the car and attempted to get into the car, they shot him point blank seven or eight times in the back. Um, he survived and he is in critical condition in the hospital and um, reports are that he's paralyzed at this moment. His three kids were in the car. Um, they witnessed this. There were people around who were trying to tell the police officers that he was not the one who was instigating the violence and, and all of that. And in and, and today's podcast, I, I, I really want to talk about seeing through my eyes because I have had conversations with white people, people of other backgrounds, cultures, what have you, um, about systemic racism, about discrimination, about um, you know racist practices, about being uh, the victim of and, and subjective to a whole lot of assumptions and biases. Um, I have been conducting uh, learning sessions and facilitating discussions on on racism and privilege and trying to equip other people with the tools necessary to be able to conduct these types of discussions and facilitate these types of interactions within their own um, working environments. And, and one thing that keeps coming up and it keeps getting repeated to me is I can't imagine what you must feel. I can't imagine what it would be like to be black and have to go through that. I can't imagine having someone I know be the victim of profiling. I can't imagine having to worry about 
um, my safety if I was calling the police in a certain situation. I can't imagine what it's like to be judged by the, simply by the color of your skin. I can't imagine people thinking that you are less than just because of your name. I can't imagine that people would question my qualifications because I went to an Ivy League um, university and graduated and they automatically think I got there because I was given special consideration. It's always, I can't imagine. And I think that one of the things that we're missing in all of this, when it comes to, you know, diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging, when it comes to trying to impact and create change, when it comes to, to creating opportunities to shift our thinking and shift our mindset and to look at things that need to be changed in our society and in our organizations and to make that commitment. I think we're missing one major thing. And that is simply the ability to see things through the other person's eyes. Implicit bias is, is based on the stories that we choose to tell ourselves, that we hear, and that we choose to believe. If you want to eradicate implicit bias, then choose new stories to listen to, to believe, and to hear. Likewise, if every time something happens that on a human level is wrong, if it happened to you, on a human level is despicable, on a human level is heartbreaking, on a human level is tragic, on a human level is, is indefensible. And there's always a defense, there's always a reason, there's always something else to consider, there's always additional information that we don't have, there's always, well, you don't know the background, there's always something else, then, that means that the, the lens that you're choosing to look at this through, the way that you're choosing to process this is as an other. This is happening to an other. Children who are in cages still on the border is happening to an other. Black people who are being profiled and, and murdered at the hands of police who are charged to protect and serve is an other. Issues that women of color and people of color are facing in this country on a day-to-day -day basis are happening to an other. Uh, issues with COVID-19 and people being subjected to um, you know, health issues and, and compromising situations and, and having their livelihoods threatened because they don't have the wherewithal to work from home or they don't have the opportunity to have someone homeschool their kids or they don't have you know savings in the bank and so being out of work and, and not having unemployment continue is severely impacting their way of life all of that is happening to an other and when we look at our society and we look at the ways in which we want to move through the world and the ways in which we want to create more um, equitable opportunities for everyone to have full and healthy and happy lives and to be successful, a big reason why we have such a, a dichotomy in thought is because people are others. 
And so I want to talk today about seeing this through my eyes, seeing this and really feeling this as a person, not as a black woman, not as a person of color, not as a black indigenous person of color, not as someone who grew up in the South, not as all of these other things that you're going to use to separate me from you, not as all of these things that people in dominant culture or people of privilege and privilege, as I mentioned in another episode, is not just about race. It's also, it's about power um, and access. When we see what happens to others and we don't empathize, we don't sympathize, we don't connect, we can't feel that, that they're going through. We can't feel their anguish. We can't feel their pain. It's because they're an other. We're not looking at this as if it happened to me and how I would feel. We're not looking at this as if it happened to my, my son or my daughter. And we're not looking at this as if it happened to, to my relative or my friend. It, it, we're not looking at this as if it happened to my colleague or my boss or this happened at my company. We're not looking at this through a lens of how would I feel if it happened to me. Instead, we politicize it. Instead, we radicalize it. Instead, we look at this as a policy issue or a political issue or a procedural issue or a process issue. And these things take time. Yes, change is a process, not an event. You hear me say it all the time. But how much time are you going to allow it? How much time are you going to give it? How much rope are you going to allow in terms of giving it, you know, more time that's necessary if it doesn't impact you? We saw at the beginning of the, the, the pandemic when companies were being threatened by profits, you know, their profits being lost, oh, they mobilized into action immediately, made changes, remote, from, remote, work from home, we are not shutting down operations. All of a sudden, a policy that was so incomprehensible to them to actually change was, was modified overnight because it was in their best interest, because they saw this issue not as an other issue, but as my issue. When schools were being shut down and closed because we had you know, widespread stay-at-home orders and there were kids who needed access to internet and kids who needed access to laptops and computer systems, there were people who jumped in and worked across the aisle to get things done. They had public-private partnerships. You have businesses partnering with community organizations. Everybody came together because we were all in it together. This was not your issue. This was our issue because it was my issue as well. And when you start looking at issues of change, when you start looking at doing the deep work of transformation, when you look at engagement and learning and leadership within your organizations and you want to start making changes and shifting and transforming what is going on so that you can change the mindset of people so that you can then impact their behavior and you can then impact the sustainability of success. When you start looking at that as it's my issue, and I'm seeing it through my eyes and I'm connecting to it because this is, we're all in this together, then things get done. 
I am not naive. I have been in this space in my own company for over 15 years. I have been working on, 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 on aspects of change and organizational development and looking at different ways in which we are going to see the people in which that we serve and see the people that we sit alongside of so differently because it's necessary. I have seen instances where changes have gone on deaf ears only to be implemented overnight when they impacted different sets of people. Look at this through my eyes. Don't see diversity and equity and inclusion and belonging as something that needs to have a business case, quote unquote, to it for you to be able to connect to it. Don't look at making changes in your organizational structure to enhance and improve engagement as something that is not your issue until it becomes a performance or production um, production issue, you need to start looking at things as if it is your problem, as if it is your concern. You know why? Because we are all interconnected and what happens in one division or one aspect happens in every single other. There is a ripple effect that happens when we do not take care of the least people in our society, when we don't take care of the least people in our organizations, when we don't take care of the least people within the, the, the divisions or the power structure, we have to start looking at this instead of seeing, thinking that we are in silos, we are all interconnected. And I don't care if your organization is 98% homogeneously white. I don't care if your organization is 100% black. I don't care if your organization is structured such that you are only perpetuating the status quo by hiring and, on, and, and maintaining people who look like you and think like you. I don't care. You are just as connected to everybody else in society as anyone else. What's happening to George Floyd and to uh, Jacob Blake and to Breonna Taylor and to all of the countless other people impacts you. The rioting that has been going on in Wisconsin, the rioting that has been going on in Portland, the, the peaceful protests that have been going on around the globe, none of this is going away. It is only reaching a boiling point. So stop looking at this as an other. Stop looking at situations like this as this does not concern me until it concerns me. People do not exist in a vacuum. People do not exist in silos. We create those things in order to protect ourselves. But I want you to start seeing things through my eyes. Seeing through the lens of we and us and we are all in this together because we inhabit this earth together. We are working together in this organization. We are working together on this team. We are working together in this division. Looking at this from a different lens because that will help you to inform the stories that you choose to believe. It will help you to examine critically the information that you choose to seek out. It will help you to make decisions based on not just what is best for you in this moment, but what is going to be best for your organization, what's gonna be best for your team, what's gonna be best for your circle of influence. You cannot go through life 
only thinking about the things that directly impact you because you have the privilege of ignoring everything else. We are all interconnected. The people that you serve who buy your products and services, the people who work in your organizations, the people who are in charge of manufacturing, the people who deliver things to you, the people who are in charge of, of, of your things that happen in your community, in your building, all of it. There is a ripple effect. There is a fallout. I had a conversation with uh, another person who was talking about their organization and how they started having less conversations about racism and about discrimination and about equity and about diversity and about inclusion because they'd been having conversations around it every single week. And, you know, a few months later, they stopped having as many conversations. And a comment was made that, oh my gosh, I'm so glad we're getting back to normal. Well, normal for you may be ignoring all of this because you don't feel like it impacts you because you're not seeing it through my eyes. But normal for me, normal for, for people of color, normal for black people, normal for people who have been subjected to discrimination or racism, normal for people who do not have the wherewithal and the resources in order to have, you know, loss of job, loss of income, changing the way that you work, having your kids work from home, that not affect you. Normal for those people, normal for people who are caught up in the ripple effects of all of the other decisions that are made. Normal for us doesn't give us the luxury of ignoring it. Normal for you doesn't give you the privilege or the luxury of ignoring it any longer. We are at a turning point in our society where the catalyst, that event of change with the global pandemic and then with the, the, the death of George Floyd, all of these things have combined into this perfect storm where the way we work has changed. The way that we commune and, 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 and have community has changed. The way that we, our healthcare has changed. The way that we shop has changed. Our gatherings have changed. The way we do business have changed. The way that we do go to work has changed. Everything about our lives has fundamentally changed. It's just a matter of, are we going to embrace it? Are we going to look at what we can do differently? and how we can move forward and create something new in the next normal that is going to be better for everybody, that is going to serve us better, that is going to cause us to, I guess, you know, evolve into our, a higher version of ourselves. See it through my eyes. Don't just look at it as something that's online or on media, you know, on social media or a news article and you don't want to click on the video and you don't want to hear about it anymore and it's just a hashtag. See it through my eyes. See it through the eyes of all of your black employees. See it through the eyes of women who have been subjected to, to discrimination. See it through the eyes of people who are tired of having to justify their existence. See it through the eyes of people who are exhausted at having to justify why they should be treated 
as human beings. Imagine what you would feel like if this happened to you. Imagine the links to which you would want to go to or, or the changes that you would want to see implemented immediately if your family was affected, if your job was impacted, if your livelihood was threatened, if your life was turned upside down overnight. The things that you believe are important are the things that you speak up about. The things that you believe are important are the things that you give your time and your energy to. The things that you believe are important are the things that you invest in. Whatever your vision is, whatever your lens is that you're looking through, that is what determines your actions. That's what determines your support. That's what determines what you say and what you do. If you can't bring yourself to see things through my lens, through my eyes, if you can't bring yourself to see this as being something that impacts everybody because we're all in this together, if you can't bring yourself to see the quote-unquote business case for treating people equally and decently, then there's something really wrong with that. This isn't a policy issue. This isn't a procedural issue. This isn't a process issue. This isn't an outcomes issue or a training issue. This is a people issue. Change is a people issue. Because however people see change, however people react to change, however people think about change, that's what determines your commitment to change, your involvement with change, and your process through change. See it through my eyes. Look at diversity and equity and inclusion through my eyes. Look at the sense of belonging through my eyes. Look at not having privilege through my eyes. Let's see through different lenses. Let's have different perspectives. Let's be open to different dialogues and not shut people down automatically because we don't agree or we can't possibly connect. But let's try to find a common ground. Let's try to find a way for you to connect and to really feel what I'm feeling. Words and platitudes and statements, the time for those is long past. It's time to do the work. If you are truly committed to change, if you are truly, if you truly understand that change is necessary, if you are up to the challenge of going through the process of transformation in order to make a shift, then that means that the way you see the world has got to change. See it through my eyes. See diversity issues through my eyes. See equity issues through my eyes. See equal pay through my eyes. See opportunity and access through my eyes. See privilege through my eyes. See racism through my eyes. See discrimination through my eyes. See all of it through my eyes. 
if we do not have the capacity to begin to see things through the eyes of other people, we are never going to be able to make that shift of transformation to create long-term systemic change. It can't just be about a, a small group. It has to be about all of us because we do not live in a vacuum by ourselves. COVID-19 has shown more than ever how interconnected we all are. How th something that affects one person has a ripple effect and will impact every single other. There is no way of separating it. There is no way of segregating it. it there is no way of cutting it off. We are all in this together whether we like it or not. And so you have to learn to see through someone else's eyes if you want to be equipped to embrace and navigate change that is coming. We can't stop it. It's happening in your organizations. It's happening in your teams. It's happening in your divisions. It's happening in your leadership. It's happening in the workforce. It's happening in your computer, in, in your, in your com communities. It's happening in your schools. It is happening. What are you going to do? Are you going to resist it? Or are you going to join with us? Are you going to be a part of the solution? Are you going to make it about you? Or are you going to make sure it involves you? See the world through my eyes. Take a different perspective. Feel what I'm feeling. Don't just look at it and say, mm, that's a shame. Because we get desensitized to things. I know, I understand, I've done it. Because you have to protect yourself. But really, let's start seeing through each other's eyes. Let's start connecting in real ways. Let's start looking at things through a lens of truth and vulnerability and transparency and honesty. Let's start committing to being better. Because only together are we really going to be able to navigate through all of the changes that are coming, to understand how we're going to be able to join together to be better, to make the necessary adjustments, and to be able to shift our mindset in such a way that we are going to think differently, we are going to do things differently, we are going to speak differently, but most importantly, we are going to be different because we all want to be better we all want to have a better way of life we all want to be connected and engaged we all want to learn and we all want to have the autonomy to lead our own lives successfully see it through my eyes take a different perspective and then connect and think about what if this happened to you how would you feel Feel it. Don't just intellectualize it. Really feel it and connect to it. And then let's go out and join hands and do something different. I hope this has been helpful um, and insightful. Um, please visit my website at carsgroup.com. That's K-A-R-S group.com. Um, reach out to me. Let me know your thoughts on this. Share this episode um, as well as some others. And, and, and let's join together, let's talk about how we can create opportunities for change and to navigate this process of change together within your organizations. Thank you again for listening. I'm Keisha A. Rivers. 
president and chief outcome facilitator of the CARS Group, where we facilitate outcomes by equipping people to embrace and manage change. As always, stay safe, stay sane, and stay sanitized.